somebody in the audience, somebody that's singing that, that doesn't quite understand and comprehend exactly what that means. It comes from a scripture in Zechariah that talks about God's train filling the temple, and it's not some choo-choo train with an engineer. It's talking of the train of his robe. It says, the train of your robe fills the temple. You probably heard me say it before if you've been here very long, but in that time, in that day and age, the kings, when they would go out to battle, they would go and if they were the king that their, their, their armies defeated the other army, they would take part of the, the robe of that conquered king and they would cut part of that robe off and the king would sew onto the train of his robe extending it each time that he was victorious in battle extending his robe after victory after victory after victory and and Zechariah says and he's looking at this visual representation of kings of his day who their robes would get longer and longer he says when I look to my king I don't see a robe that's that's just a few feet long. I don't see a robe that's that's just had a few garments that have been attached to it. But I see a robe that it fills the temple. I see a robe that has victory after victory after victory after victory. Well, that's the God that I serve. He says, that's my king. My king is victorious. Hallelujah. I want to get in here to John chapter 5. We're going to begin in verse number 1. It says that after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus. He went up to Jerusalem. Now there he is at Jerusalem by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk. Men that are blind, they're halt, they're withered, they're waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel who went down at a certain season into the pool and it troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there. Can you say a certain man? A certain man was there which had an infirmity for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that he had been there a long time in that case. And he said to him, Will thou be made whole? Will you be made whole? Well, Jesus came to a certain man and he said will you be made a whole the man answered Jesus and he said sir I have no man when the trouble when the water is troubled to put me into the pool but while I'm coming another steps before me and Jesus said to him rise take up your bed and walk and immediately the man was made whole he took up his bed and he walked in on the same day. It was the same. Amen. Could you just lift up your hands one more time in this place? Amen. I just want to pray that the Lord would speak to us here in this house today. 
My God Almighty, Lord, you've already made your presence known. Lord, we felt you. We've just touched the tip, Lord, of what you're trying to do here today. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would just have your way, that you would speak, Lord, and let your word be known. God, let it be made manifest in our hearts. God, any kind of distractions, Lord, that are going to try to come against us today, Lord, hold them at bay. Help us, Lord, to respond as you are calling us to respond. Lord, let there be somebody in this place, Lord, who you're asking that question, will you be made whole to respond? I want to be made whole. God, I pray, Lord, that your will would be done in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated here today. Hallelujah, Jesus. It says that it was a certain man that was laid there in that pool of Bethesda. This is in this place in Jerusalem that uh, was often visited by the outcasts of society, the ones that they, uh, they were the shepherds, the one on the, on the outside, typically spent their time on the outside of the city. And, and it was there that they would come into this place that was the sheep gate. And next to this uh, place, the, the sheep gate where they had the, the sheep market, there was this certain pool which had been made. And for some reason, this, uh, this, this pool seemed to have some kind of a uh, supernatural, at least that's what they thought. Perhaps it was just a, a live spring that would rise up and it was some kind of a, a water that would be troubled from time to time. They built around that this pool, this area that they could go to. And over the course of time, over the course of time, this certain pool next to the sheep market, next to the sheep gate, it was, uh, became to be known or became to be believed that there were special healing properties that were attached to this pool. They believed that if you could get in that pool at the time that it started to bubble up, that you could walk out of the place healed. Now, we don't see the healing occurrences recorded for us in Scripture. I don't know whether or not this was reality, if it really did provide healing, if they would get in there. I I suppose that There was some sort of healings that had taken place over the course of time that gave people a little bit of hope, enough to sit there and to wait for the waters to be troubled. It's it's uh, been um, it has been guessed or been uh, uh, studied by by some this this culture around this pool that it was not something that was necessarily looked at too kindly upon by the Jews. That when they looked at this, it seemed to be outside of the realm of God. It was some other type of supernatural force and that that they would, uh, those who looked to that hope were giving up their hope in God. That they looked to the hope of the pool rather than to the hope and the healing that could be provided in God. And yet, there were those who they came to the pool searching for hope. I can imagine this man, this certain man, who had searched all the doctors. He had looked for all these different cures. I can, I can imagine him just like 
Just like the, the woman who came to Jesus and she touched the hem of his garment. Said that she had been suffering for many years with an infirmity herself. And it says that she had spent all that she had searching for a cure. She went to all the doctors searching for a cure. She couldn't find a cure for her disease. And yet, and yet she found the cure. It was in Jesus. But she had, before that, spent everything she had. And I can imagine this certain man doing the same. I'm sure that he went, and his, his parents, perhaps when he was a young, young boy, had taken him to all these doctors and all these places to see if perhaps he could be healed. Perhaps there was something that could allow him to walk. Instead, they couldn't find a cure. And so he begins to find hope in this pool. And I want to I wanna know, is there, is there a certain man that I could use? Is there somebody, in fact, I want it, Zach, Zach Brooker. Could you come on up here? Every morning, every morning he'd wake up there by the pool and he was laying there on his bed. This is the place where he slept. This is the place, if you look at this, this pool where they believe it was situated at, you can see it was, it was a covered pool. It was a, a place inside an enclosure. And so uh, he wasn't sleeping under the elements, but rather this is where the certain man would lay every single day. He was laying there at the pool of Bethesda. And night after night, he'd fall asleep laying there on his, his bed that he had beside this, this pool and, and hoping perhaps the next day would be the day that the waters would be troubled and maybe nobody else would realize it. Maybe nobody else would realize that the waters were being troubled and so he could be the one or maybe it would even happen at night and, and he would have some sleepless nights where he's looking out and with his eyes open hoping that the waters would be troubled and he could crawl with his arms because his legs were so bent out of shape and he couldn't walk and so maybe he could crawl there to the pool and get in and be the one who would be healed that day. But yet, he lays here day after day after day upon his bed, upon the mats. In fact, I want to talk today. The title of my, my message today is Pick Up Your Mat. You should pick up your mat. As he was laying there day after day after day on this mat that had been laid down, on this bed that was laid for him beside this pool of Bethesda. And I, I can imagine this man and, and as he's laying there next to the mat and, and hoping that, uh, that, that the next person that was sick, the next person with the infirmity, when he came, that he would come as hopeless as he was. As immobile as he was, because each time that there came another sick person, each time that there came another person who was trying to find their hope in that pool, but yet they were mobile enough to get into the pool, his hope and his, uh, his, his desire to be healed was decreasing and never the more. 
His hope was found in something that perhaps at an early age, he had somebody that could have picked him up and taken him to the pool. But eventually that person retired. Eventually that person got tired of waiting around and, and, and offering him the hope, offering him help to get into the pool. And, and thank you for just laying there. Don't fall asleep on me. But, uh, but this is what he was doing every day. He's just laying there. He can't get up. He can't go around. His legs are all messed up. In fact, can you make your leg kind of been out of shape a little bit. There, yeah, there, that's no, a little bit more. A little bit more. There we go. That's perfect. And he's laying there. I should have got you a little pillow. I'm sorry. And as he's continuing to lay there, he's, I'm sure, getting to a place where he's resigned himself after 38 years. After 38 years of his leg being bent out of shape. 38 years of not being able to walk, you begin to get a bit hopeless. After 38 years of carrying around this mark, this stain, as everybody else looks at him, the culture that he was in in that day, when they see somebody like that, they look at him and say, that, what a, look at this sinner. Look at this man who has sin in his life, or his family has sin in their lives, and they're, and they're marked by that, and they, they look at him not just as a crippled man, but as a man who, would, uh, who is outside of the grace of God, because God allowed him to, be, uh, to, to have this infirmity. God allowed him to, uh, to have this, this uh, mangled up leg, and yet he's laying there, and in, after 38 years, you can imagine the hopelessness that begins to, uh, to come, and it becomes part of your mindset. 38 years, and we don't know exactly how long it was that, that he had been laying there by the pool, but says that Jesus looked at him, and he recognized this guy's been here a long time. As Jesus steps in, you can see this man right here, this certain man. He's been at the pool for a long time. And when he comes to him, he asks him the question, will you be made whole? What, what, what's the question or what's the uh, response that, that you give when, when Jesus comes up? This, this man comes up to you and asks you, will you be made whole? Where, is you, where are you finding your hope? Your hope is in the waters. Your hope is in the waters that are troubled. And so your response is the response that you've been rehearsing in your mind day after day, wishing that this was not the case, wishing that I had somebody that could bring me to the waters, wishing I had somebody that could bring me to the place that could, find, that could make me feel whole, wishing I could have something that, that could truly satisfy me, wishing that I had somebody that was there that could help me to find the answer to all my problems. That's why his response to Jesus in that day is, if I just had somebody to bring me to the waters. So the question for us today is often the same, that Jesus is offering a healing today. Jesus is offering life. He's offering hope. Jesus is here today and he's saying, I can make you whole. And yet, here we are 
And we're searching. We've, we've searched. And you, you, you searched in all these different places to find hope to find meaning of life, to find your place in life. And you've searched, and you've searched, and you've searched. And, and here you are, you have this place in, the, in, the, in, the, in yourself that it feels empty, it feels missing. And, and you, you've gone and you've, you've searched relationships. You searched out relationships to try to fill the empty peace that's missing. You tried to search out the drugs. You searched out alcohol. You searched out all these things that can hopefully make you whole. And you're just laying there in the place that you know I've tried it all and I'm still not none the better. I'm still here in this place laying on the mat. I'm still here laying in the place where I've searched here and there and there and there. And I've searched this place and, and, I've, and I've looked out in relationships and I thought I found it. I thought I found it in this guy. I thought I found it in this girl. I thought I found it when I had the career that was, you know, everything was coming my way. But there's still something missing. There's still a piece of me that's missing. There's still something that is out of source. There's still something that I need in my life. And yet we lay there at the pool day after day because we're searching for that one thing that's going to fix me. You recognize maybe it's just hopeless. Maybe it's just hopeless. I'm laying here in the place Where I've been searching and searching and searching and I can't find, I can't seem to get that healing that I'm searching for. I can't seem to get that one thing that's going to make me feel complete and make me be whole. But yet I lay here because perhaps it's going to come along. And then Jesus steps onto the scene. And when Jesus steps onto the scene, he comes and he asks the question, will you be made whole? And you say, I've been trying to be made whole. In fact, I've even been to church after church after church searching for something that can make me whole. And I haven't found it yet. Because let me tell you, religion is not the answer. Religion's not the answer. It's relationship with Jesus Christ. It's the power of the Spirit. That is the only thing that can truly make you whole is when His Spirit comes in. And if it's not a Spirit-filled church, I don't want it because that is where life is. And I'm not trying to talk on other religions or other churches, but all I know is there is life in Jesus Christ. And if you want to find the one thing that can truly make you whole then don't go searching for it somewhere else don't go searching for it where they have good philosophies and good ideas and people that are nice come on yes I love just people that are nice but I want Jesus Christ to come and to be able to fill me and to reach the empty places in my heart that can make me complete and whole And it's not just about a community of believers that will make me feel welcome and make me feel good. I want that and that's how the church of God ought to be. But it's not just a community club. It's a place that I can come to be made whole. It's a place that I can come and find Jesus Christ and His Spirit can come and dwell in me. And when Jesus comes in and He says, will you be made whole? My mind just immediately may go to, well, 
I've tried and I've tried, but I haven't found the answer yet. Let me tell you, the answer is in the house today. Jesus, he steps into the house and he can make you whole. He has the one remedy that you've been searching for your whole life. Maybe you've been here for a little bit too long and you've been waiting and waiting and waiting. But maybe it's just like Brother Josh said earlier in the service that it takes a little bit of investment. It takes a little bit of you saying, all right, I'm in this. I'm going to dive in. I'm going to let you begin to come into the deep depths of my soul, Jesus. I'm going to sell out to this. I'm going to go and dive in and let you begin to reach the inner part parts of me lord as you make me whole you're doing a good job if you need to you can straighten your leg out if it's hurting you jesus or jesus comes to the impotent man the man who's been laying there and he asks him the question will you be made whole and we know his response i haven't found a man but so jesus recognizing that he doesn't know the answer, just stepped onto the scene. He simply says to him, I want you to rise up, take up your bed, and just get on out of here. And when Jesus says that, just imagine this man who's been laying there for all these years. I would if I could. I would love to just rise up and walk. And that's how we get oftentimes when we're into a place that's unfamiliar and God's spirit has been moving and what a powerful presence I've felt in this place. We can become paralyzed by thinking, I don't know if I'm ready. Jesus is asking me to come. Jesus is asking me just to get up and start to live it. Get up and start to walk in my healing. Get up. It can't be that easy, right? It can't be that easy that Jesus would just say, come. I'm offering you life today. It can't. It can't be that easy. But yet Jesus, when he comes... He doesn't say, I need you to get up. I need you to crawl the way to the pool. I need you to jump through this hoop and that hoop. I need you to do this and that. Jesus simply says, stand up. Rise up. Take up your bed and walk. And when Jesus begins calling you and you're getting his presence, you feel that. In your soul, you feel something in you with Jesus Christ beginning to come and to tug at something. And maybe in your mind you're thinking, ah, this is a little bit unfamiliar. And I don't know if this is really the thing that can satisfy me. But but when Jesus is coming and he's calling you, would you just respond? Would you just come and come and say, Lord, here I am. Lord, whatever you need of me. Lord, I'm here. God, I'm here today. I'm responding. Responding to your call. Lord, you're calling me. And it's if it's just that easy, then Lord, I'll respond and I'll rise up out of my situation. I'll rise up. And you may 
not even feel it yet. You may not feel as if your legs have been straightened. And Scripture doesn't tell us exactly when the healing took place. But I can imagine in my mind as though this man, when Jesus says, rise up and walk, that his legs, they don't become straightened out until he begins to take some action on his own part. And he comes and he... It doesn't say that Jesus takes him by the hand and pulls him up. It just says, rise up and walk. And as he begins, you can stand on up. As he stands up, he begins to see there is something different this time. I haven't done this in 38 years. And you can feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, begin to move in you as you make your way up to an altar as you respond to Jesus for the first time. And you respond to Him and He begins working on something on the inside. And you can feel this thing that says it can't be this easy. But Jesus says... Just come unto me. Oh, you are who are heavy laden. Come on, come on and take all, all your burdens. Cast them upon me. I will give you rest. I will help you. I will heal you today. Jesus is calling somebody today. When I say all of that, all of that this morning is a lead up truly to the point about the mat. Because Jesus, in instructing him, and I don't have much, much longer here today, but Jesus, in instructing him, he says, rise up, take your bed, take your mat that you've been laying on for all these years, and walk and leave this place. Why didn't Jesus just say, get up and get on out of here? Rise up and walk and leave. Because Jesus is trying to tell him something about the mat. Jesus is trying to tell him something about the place where he has laid his head to rest every single night for the last 38 years. Jesus is trying to tell him about the place where he has tried to find the hope for all of his his worries, the hope for all of his things. It's always been about the pool. It's always been about searching for the answers, this place and that place and that place. And it's always been searching in relationships for being made whole. But Jesus says, I want you to pick up the mat. Can you pick it up? Jesus says, Take up your bed, and because I don't want you coming back to this place anymore. I don't want you coming back to the place where you've been searching here and there and there. I want you to take your bed, leave this place, and you're never coming back to the pool of Bethesda again. Because this is not where your hope is found. Your hope is found in me. Your hope is found in come on, in coming and surrendering yourself to me, and just walking in the Spirit, walking in the authority of what I've done for you today. So if you're here today, if you're here today and you need healing, if you're here today, could we stand in this place? Could we stand? If you're in this place today and you're facing hopelessness, if you're in this place and you're in a place of despair, if depression has had you so bound and, and, and so down and you can't find any hope in your, in your days, if you're in this place and you have an infirmity, 
If you're in this place and you have chronic pain that you've been dealing with, headaches that won't go away, if you have some kind of disease, maybe you're in this place and it's nothing to do physically, but you have marital issues that you've been dealing with, or you have a struggle in your workplace that you've been trying to wrestle through. Well, whatever your problem is today, and you've been searching here and there and everywhere for, for, for the answers to those problems, I want you to know you can find them at an altar. You can find them in a place where Jesus is offering the answer, you can come to Jesus Christ today. And when you come, I don't want you to then go back to the very place where you've been searching for the answers all day after day after day. But I want you to come and say, I believe he will make me whole. Come on, it takes faith when Jesus is calling you. It takes faith to respond and say, yes, I will go and I'm not turning back. I'm going to go and I'm going to believe that you have every answer. I believe God that you look and make me complete. Make me whole. Lord come on there's somebody today. If God is calling you would you respond? Come on it's just that easy. It's just that easy. Would you come? He says come. Come. I have the answer. Whatever you're searching for today I have the answer but then I don't want you going back and searching for the answer to your problems and out in the world I want you to come and lay it at my feet and trust me. Trust me. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, it's very possible that that man, come on, he went and he could still see the scars or he could still see the things from his past. And it may take some time. It may take some time, come on, for your healing to come. But would you just come and say, Lord, I'm picking up my mat today. Uh, Even if my miracle takes some time, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to search anywhere else for the problem or for the answer to my problems. God Almighty, God, I love you.
Hallelujah, church. Come on, this message here today is a plea to not give up on prayer. That's what I'm 